Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Empire Life Podcast with your host, Allison Ramsey, and Sandy Vo is our special guest today. On the Empire Life Podcast, we interview entrepreneurs from all around the world about the ups and downs that they've gone through in entrepreneurship and all the tips, triumphs, struggles, anything that they can share with you to help you on your entrepreneurial journey. And today, our special guest is Sandy Vo. She's a meditation teacher and host of the Superconscious Soul podcast and co-founder of Ladies Aligned and a businesswoman. And I'll hand it over to her to intro herself a little bit more too. Yeah, thank you so much, Allison, for having me a guest on the show. I'm super excited to serve you and your audience in however way that I can. So as Allison said, I'm a meditation teacher. I am the co-founder of Ladies Aligned. I host a podcast called Superconscious Soul where I help you understand the value of slowing down to speed up. And it's all about teaching you how to access your intuition, tap into your own internal resources, uncover what your gifts are so that you can access your fullest, highest expression. And so I thrive in teaching people the tools of meditation and self-care and breath work to really help them to achieve that and become high performers in their life without burning out. So that's really what I thrive on talking about. And uh, the last part you said was businesswoman. I love the word business because the way that I see business is that it's a channel of service. Literally, if we didn't have businesses, if we didn't honor that you know we're business women we're business people then we're not honoring our service and our gifts to the world everything that we're looking at right now this computer screen this headphone the microphones that happened through other people accessing their gifts honoring these channels of service for us to receive so I know that a lot of times, uh, and I share this because I know in the beginning of my entrepreneur journey I was so shy about sharing the fact that I'm a businesswoman, right? Like I love making money and I love serving people. I was shy about admitting that. And when I did a little bit more of the money mindset work and I really understood my wounds, I was like, wait a second, the way that I've seen sales, the way that I've seen business is completely jaded because that is the very thing that allows us to access our own abundance and guide other people and make impact. So yeah, thank you so much for that introduction and I hope that serves it um, and we can continue from there. Yeah, I love it. And, and this will flow like a conversation for everyone. Like they're sitting on the couch with us and mm, part so of comfy. This, I got my blanket. So, comfy. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to dive in, in the, in the money part and the money story. Can you give me some examples of things that came up for you when you were going through this money story, such as things that your parents said to you that created wounds or experiences you had that made you think in a certain way and asking for a certain amount of money or seeing how you saw money and then some of the transformations you had along that journey. Yeah, absolutely. So to answer that question, there are so many layers to this, mm -hmm. so many layers. Um, but today I'll definitely get to a few things. And one is that one of the things that I recognize is money is actually like taking a magnifying glass and helping you to look into different relationships in your life, including the one with yourself. So when I started to explore my money wounds more so that I could access a level of abundance where I could fully show up and serve, 
one of the things that I recognize is that I modeled my ability to receive success to what my parents were doing. So I grew up with um, parents who are immigrant plant parents. They came from Vietnam. My mom is half African-American, half Vietnamese. She was a child of the Vietnam War. My father is half Vietnamese, half Indian. So I am a mixed a mixed mutt. <laughs> and um, they both came from Vietnam to America to find opportunity to relieve themselves of the poverty that they were living in. And part of the way that they were able to build that success was through working really hard, working really hard to have what it was that they desired. And so when I look at my parents' life and I, I grew up seeing them work hard, you know, I started working when I was like 13 years old, when I had the opportunity to, um, my Mom's best friend had a restaurant, and right there was my first job being a server. And um, I just kept working after that because I enjoyed it, but I also modeled that success after my parents. And so I made up the story that in order for me to have a successful life, to have all that I desire to really serve, I have to work really, really hard. Like, I have to have. Um, marks on my hands, like um, what's it called when you get when you like work out and you get those little tough parts. Calluses. Your calluses. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I I have to like get I have to work hard and get calluses on my hands because I saw my dad you know get calluses on his hands from working that hard. I have to work hard to you know stay up wee hours of the night and literally be a slave for money um, in order to receive success. And so the more and more work that I did around this. First of all, what I did was I wrote myself a letter to money and I started to understand the value of money and actually what it is. And I understood this more because of my meditation practice. When I started tapping more into meditation, I learned that everything is energy. And I didn't just learn this from hearing about it or reading it out of a textbook. I learned it through direct experience. I experienced that everything around me was energy, including money. So if there is an energetic imbalance within me, then there's going to be an energetic imbalance with money. And so when I started looking into this more, I recognized that the beliefs and the stories that I told myself were no longer serving me. So I sat down recognizing that money is this pure energy, recognizing that money is consciousness. It is infinite intelligence, right? I was able to have a conversation with it from that place. And I met it with love and compassion. And I told money how it was that I felt about it. You're evil. You know, the more money that you have, the more dangerous it's going to be. You know, you're like, you made me lose my family. Eventually my parents got a divorce because, you know, um, my mom became a gambaholic and money was a source of evil. And so if I want to keep myself safe and not get into this kind of situation when I have a family, it means that I shouldn't have too much money. Because if I have too much money, that means that I'm also going to end up getting divorced and I'm going to end up getting hurt. I'm going to end up developing all kinds of addictive personalities. And that's not how I want to be. This is literally the mental talk that I was experiencing with myself. 
And this is why this self-care work is so powerful because it heightens your awareness and it gets you to see things that you wouldn't have otherwise seen if you weren't aware. And I always say that when you make yourself aware of something, when you become conscious, that's when you are given all the power to create a transformation from that. And so when I recognize this and I had this conversation with money, one of the things that I recognized was like, I... I assigned this meaning to what money is, but that's not actually what it is. It's not evil. And it's not going to cause me to lose my family. And it's not going to cause me to not have an amazing relationship. And so now that I recognize that, now that I read this, I wrote this beautiful love letter to money as if I'm rekindling my relationship with it for the first time in my life, I was able to have a completely different relationship with money. I was able to check my bank account without having any anxiety around it. I was able to um, actually have set money dates for myself every single Monday and sit down and look into all of my accounts and look at the spreadsheets that I like hated before <laughs> and like feel like I'm having this beautiful relationship, like this orgasmic relationship with money, right? And that's powerful because that's when you start understanding who you are. When you understand what money is, you start understanding who you are. And it's vice versa. It's because I understood myself first and then money made sense to me, right? And then you start developing this um, equal energetic exchange with money all the time. It's like every inhalation that you take when you meditate and every exhalation. Every inhalation you are receiving, every exhalation you are giving. So, you know, it's the same way with money. Money wants to flow. And through writing this letter, through doing the work that felt like it was dirty and really uncomfortable, and I resisted it for a really long time, <laughs> through doing all of that, I was able to um, create this beautiful flowing relationship with money, like not holding onto it too much because then you become rigid, right? Like what you do one way is also how your energy is another way. So if you're hoarding money all the time, I bet you anything that your life looks really rigid, that you're not having fun, that you're not getting out there and playing and doing the things that you love. If you're spending way too much money, then one of the things with that is that you um, don't feel that you're enough and you just want to, you just want to give, 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 give. So money is as my business partner says a magnifier into all of your relationships and it helps you to recognize yourself more clearly. Wow. I love that answer. And I, I couldn't agree more on all of that. And I want to also dive a little deeper in, in that when someone starts to explore their money story, starts to meditate more, what, what did you see when you started doing that? Did you start seeing even little increments of money start occurring in your account? or more of a flow? What, did, yeah. what were the outcomes that you started seeing? That's such a great question. So for me, it looks different for everyone, but for me, it was all about taking care of myself. So one of the key patterns that I recognized in myself that stemmed from the beliefs that I adopted from my parents is that I have to work hard and do more to make more. So I'm assigning my worthiness to my actions, my external actions in the world. I'm assigning my inner value, my gifts, my worthiness to the external actions in the world. So that means that I have to work hard in order to have more. But when I spent the time to practice these tools of meditation and self-care, I recognize that actually the more that I take care of myself, 
the more that I fill up my own cup, the more abundant that I feel, the more I receive. So literally I'll sit and I'll do my meditation practice and one week will go by and I'll get really specific on what it is that I want and what I want to call in. And just like that, I'll, an experience will happen where I'll have money coming into my account. And it's because I'm practicing taking action from a place of alignment and from a place of intuition that happens in that meditation seat. So for me, it's really about recognizing that no, it's not about doing more. It's not about filling up my calendar with to-do lists to the point where I don't have any white spaces in between my meetings, to the point where I don't have enough time to slow down and tune into my own intuition. Then I actually receive more when I tap into that self-care space. Does that make sense? Total, total yeah. sense. An example yeah. from my own life, at, when I first started, I had my calendar. I was also raised in a way where, where you have to work harder or, okay, you didn't get that because you didn't work hard enough. But you need to practice. Or we grew up playing a lot of competitive sports, and it's like, well, the coach maybe didn't pick you today because you didn't practice enough. So what are you going to do now? Get out there and practice more. And while that's great to have a hard work ethic, I definitely respect that, that I learned from my family. I also at some point needed to learn what it is that I wanted to call in and have those self-care practices and how am I going to model that for myself because I didn't grow up with someone modeling that for me. I never yeah. saw my mom meditate. I don't know if she even has ever meditated or something that she's not into, which is okay. But so I needed to learn how... I'm going to do those things for myself. And now that I have a daughter as well, or she's 12, but right now I also have the opportunity to model that for her. And sometimes she'll tell me I need to go meditate. And I'm like, Oh, she was actually paying attention. And she has been raised with a completely different money story than I was raised with. So yeah. that's nice that we have the opportunity also with our clients that when we've gone through what we have and up leveled, surrendered and become aligned, we give them the opportunity to step into what their alignment looks mm -hmm. like. And what I was going to say is when I first started Empire Life, I had my calendar from like 9am set for people to have book appointments with me yeah. every day from Monday through Friday, no white space, like 9am to 5pm because that's what I thought I needed to do. I need to be available 24 seven almost to the people who need, who need me. And at some point I told another entrepreneur friend, I'm exhausted. I feel like I need to wake up for these appointments and I'm really tired. And I'm like, why did I start my own business? Gosh, I'm working 72 hours a week when I was working less than that when I was working for someone else. And she gave me this novel idea. Well, when are your most active hours? When do you feel the most alive and aligned? And I said, hmm, between 1 and 5 p.m. I'm on it. I'm on fire. She's like, well, then set your calendar for that. Yeah. yeah. And everything else, you can meditate in the morning. You can start a morning routine. And quickly, also, we've hired sales associates who want to work during those times, who are morning people, so they can take calls and start making a commission during that time. Recently, right. that's come into play. Mm. and giving that opportunity to myself to have a morning routine or if I want to sleep an hour extra after my daughter goes to school I can also take a nap yeah like <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with that <laughs> nope yeah 
uh, if that's really needed, I need to give myself that time. And in the mm -hmm. past, I would have felt guilty with the way that I was raised. I would have been like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you took a nap. Why, did, why couldn't you just stay awake? Why couldn't right. you? And just all this inner talk that I no longer have. I also used to have a lot of inner talk around getting massages or having a spa day because I didn't grow up in that kind of way mm -hmm. also. And that's a non-negotiable for me now. Yes. Oh, I'm getting a massage after our interview. Oh, good. <laughs> a reflexology massage. I, oh, I love those. Uh, I love that too. Yeah. Oh, I'm with you. I'm with you so much. And this is, this is a thing that I'm so passionate about, about teaching to my clients and that I model and I adopt and that I practice myself. It's understanding that your energy is your number one priority and that your energy is your currency. Even if you're someone who is just starting your business and maybe you have a full-time corporate career, the way that you receive that paycheck that comes to you every week or bi-weekly is by you showing up, by you offering and investing your energy into the company. Your investment of your energy, then you'll receive a paycheck at the end of it, right? And so with us entrepreneurs who make, we decide what amount it is that we want to make. We decide what it is that we want to do. And we literally make money out of thin air. And so as creatives and entrepreneurs, our priority has to be our energy because that, that is literally what generates the income. So if we're not taking care of ourselves, if we're not slowing down, if we're not tapping into our bodies and asking your body, okay, body, I recognize that you feel like you're exhausted right now. What is it that you need? What can I do for you? How can I treat you with more love and nurture you and nourish you? Then your body's going to get to a point where it screams at you and it manifests into some kind of an ache or sore lower back or cramps or, you know, a, a thyroid issue, right? That's what happens when we don't listen to ourselves. And so we can prevent the burnout. We can introduce this new level of functioning in our lives by slowing down and participating in tasks that allow you to slow down. And um, Allison and I were just like, <laughs> like nonstop <laughs> before, before this interview. Cause we were like, we got on a rave just talking about matcha and she was, we both love matcha and it's for a reason, you guys, it's, you have to try it. But I was telling her how I make my matcha and I, I took her through this whole process of how it's made and I have a special and I have to boil some water. I'll pour it into the bowl, heat the bowl up, dump the water out so it's nice and hot. And then I'll take a sifter and I'll put it on top of the bowl. And then I'll put the matcha on top of that sifter, sift it. And then I put some hot water in the bowl and then I'll whisk it in a W form until it foams. And then I pour it inside of hot coconut milk and I add coconut um, sugar and I add maple syrup to my matcha. And I will purposely do things like that in the morning that invite me to slow down so that that's how I start off my day. It takes time to make that cup of matcha. <laughs> but when I'm done and I'm drinking it, like I feel so happy because I feel accomplished because I feel like I got to listen to myself every step of the way. I got to be fully present. And then now I don't ever work until before 11 a.m. And I don't accept client calls until after 12 p.m. Because my productive hours, much like Allison, is from 12 to 5 p.m. And so 
I recognize that. And when I show up and I'm serving my clients, I am full of energy. I am full of joy. And I get to serve from a place where I'm so present and I get to serve. Like I get to be there for them in a, in a space that they need me to guide them. And that's what they invest in me for. Right. And I don't have to feel like I am like trying to squeeze out all the energy that I have in order to show up and serve the call or be like, Oh my goodness, I, I like don't want to hop on this call right now. I hope this person cancels, <laughs> right? Because I know a lot of you listening have has also gone through that as well. And if you tell yourself that, that that's a calling for you to take care of you. Exactly. Exactly. I wanted to dive also deeper, Sandy, with some of your money story and the blocks that you've overcame or the things that you've let go. And did you start to see the dynamic of your relationship with your family? change a little bit in the languaging around how they ask you about your life or the conversations that happen around money as well. Mm, 110%. This is, <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad you asked this question. Oh, this is a big one. It is a big one. This is a big one because for me too. <laughs> yes. And I feel that like, I feel for me, for you, for people who are watching this right now, I feel that. And I feel you if this is something that you're navigating through right now, because for one, we don't know. And when you don't know, you don't know. And you do exactly what you see as a child, right? Like the moment that you're born, it's as if you're putting a camera into your third eye and you're just recording everything that you see and you just mimic it. Right. And so when you start undoing all of that, there's a few emotions that start coming up. And the first emotion is definitely anger, right? It's like anger and blame. You blame your parents, you blame your, uh, your family um, because it was because of them that you have this mindset that you have. And I know for me, this manifested in a really big, big way because I didn't realize how much resentment I had towards my mom because she was a gamboholic. I didn't realize that that actually affected our relationship in a really big way because I didn't feel safe with her. And, um, you know, I had, I actually uncovered this story uh, earlier this year from really doing the work and I shared it at my event as well on stage. And one of the, the other layers that I recognized um, when it came to money and why I was so afraid of it and I was so afraid of success, which is a really big underlying fear that a lot of you probably don't recognize that you have because it's all about, well, who do I have to become to be this successful, right? Um, when I started tapping into all of that, I recognize that my deep, my deepest money wound came from a time when I was 10 years old and the universe recognized that uh, I wasn't ready to really face this until this year because I had spent six years of really doing the work and, and paying attention to this devotion that I have to my practice and, and my self-care and to have these tools to support me through this, this acknowledgement of what I experienced. So I was 10 years old and I was in um, a hotel room in Atlantic City because my parents decided, well, it's really my mom, um, wanted to pull everyone for another weekend of gambling um, in Atlantic City. And it was my grandma and my grandpa, um, who was not actually my grandpa. He's like my step-grandpa. It was her boyfriend. They never actually married. They've been together for a really long time. Um, and so my mom, my dad, and my grandma all went to gamble, and they left us with this step-grandfather of mine that I had. 
And um, I didn't even remember this moment until I was ready to deal with it. And it wasn't until like I went, I traveled to Bali. When was it? It was in March or February. I, I traveled for about four months around the world and came back home and like had this huge awakening in terms of like awakening to my, my younger self, my inner child. And I, in a meditation that I did, I time traveled all the way back to that moment because I was ready for it. And I saw that day um, in that hotel room, exactly what the hotel room looked like. I saw exactly how my hair was. I knew exactly what outfit I was wearing, exactly what outfit my sister was wearing and what he looked like and exactly what happened. And what happened wasn't a pretty scenario. And I witnessed all of it. And I remember waking up and like shaking and like, and like crying so hard um, to the love of my life who's sitting next to me and asking me what's going on at in like four o'clock in the morning because I wasn't able to sleep and I was in this meditation. So I tell him, I tell him what happened. And I was like, this is why I had resentment towards my mom. This is why I feel the way that I feel about money. Because at the time when I was getting sexually molested by my step grandfather, my mother and my father were gambling. And the reason why that was happening was because my mom's addiction to gambling and she has her own story, right? Like she has her own story. And so when I acknowledge all of that, I was like, wow, like, everything, everything makes sense. I chose the men that I chose to date in my life because if it meant that they had muscles, then it means that they'll protect me from this, like, you know, this bastard that decided that he was going to go and, uh, just do something that was completely out of, um, alignment and not operating from a conscious place. Right. Um, and, and I, and I don't normally use the B word, but I do want to say that I'm in a place of honoring my fullest expression. And that's what my personality, my soul wanted to express. So I just want to put that in there. And so, and so when I, when I recognized all of this, I was like, wow, like my inner child, my young girl, like when I was able to visit her and hold her hand and tell her that she's safe and tell her that she's going to be okay, uh, that was powerful to be able to look at her in the eyes and, and move her through that time of being stuck in that reality, which affects the way that I live my life today, right? Like who we are when we're younger, if we don't release that inner child and some of the wounds that we have, no matter how big or small, trauma is relative to every different person, right? Um, then we're going to remain from a, we're going to remain in a place of some kind of imprisonment or suffocation. And so when I understood all of this, I felt completely free. I was able to have this. I, when I shared the story on stage, I had no idea that my mom was going to be there. I had no idea that my dad was going to come. That was the first time that my parents were together for 12 years after getting divorced at my events. Like my wow. very first event that, that we filled with over a hundred women where I knew if I was going to ask women to come to my event and be completely transparent, I had to do that same. So I did so much work prior to this event. Um, it's called the line and rise. And so I stood in front of my mother and I shared this specific story right in front of my mom. And that was a moment of me honoring myself and, and looking at my mom and forgiving her, but also forgiving myself and talk. And afterwards we had this incredible conversation and she said, I'm sorry, baby. I, I never knew that. And I was able to offer her so much compassion because I know that her addiction back then to gambling stemmed from unworthiness of growing up in, in um, Vietnam and being half black and having people throw rocks at her 
and literally cut her hair off and go through all these things. Like she has so many unworthiness stories. And so there's a lot of the anger that I felt then became transformed into so much love, so much compassion for my mom, for my family. And it reignited me in my mission in the world, you know, to help more people tap into that space and release their inner child and really be able to show up from a place of full alignment and service. So that's a long winded response, but it's a, there's a story there. Yeah. And did your mom cry when you were on stage? Mm-hmm. My whole family. <laughs> yeah, it was a beautiful moment to to be able to show up and serve other women, but also have my 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 family like be together after twelve years. My parents had not seen each other. Now they're friends, and she's she's oh. married to someone, and he has you know a, a woman in his life too. And I love both of them. I love all of them. So it's That's it's great. so incredible to see how it's healed. You know, our entire family dynamic when we do the work. Yeah. It is. It really is. And for people that are listening to this, how do you suggest that they start to bring up some of those topics that are considered taboo or really hard to talk about? You suggest they, them to do the inner work first and then start to bring those up to their family? Yeah, I, I wouldn't suggest bringing it up to your family right away because there's a lot of things that that you also have to work through as well. So everything in our lives is relationships, right? And so we get to where we are from every relationship that we've ever had. And so is our family. Our family are relationships that we have to honor. But before we do that work, we have to honor the relationship with ourselves. And one of the highest principles of yoga, which is the Sanskrit word for union, is ahimsa. And that's a Sanskrit word that stands for non-injury, non-harming, having compassion towards yourself and compassion with other people. Before you think a thought, before you say a word, before you take an action, have ahimsa, right? And so as you're navigating through this, the first step is to have compassion with yourself because you're going to blame yourself. You're going to be angry and upset with yourself um, that you've been in this place of feeling stuck, of living small for such a long time. But you have to have that compassion because that's what allows you to step into a state of grace and really being able to give yourself grace for what you've experienced so far and where you are now. The second step is to do the inner work. I understand that one of the hardest parts parts of this journey is to lift the rug from underneath and look at all the things that you've swept underneath there. But if you want to show up and be a conscious leader and serve people and make impact and make money doing it in a way that's so aligned, so much of that is involving you acknowledging the things that you've been escaping from. So yes, it's easy to hide behind your to-do list. Yes, it's easy to scroll through Instagram first thing in the morning. Yes, it's easy to live underneath your emails and to um, to control your life by just making sure that you never have time to listen to your thoughts. But I promise you that if you create enough white space in your life, to tune into your own thoughts. There are divine messages in there and there is wisdom. There's a very big difference between information and wisdom. Information is something that we can all receive from the external world. Information we can learn through textbooks. We've learned information in school, but what do we know about too much information, right? It's overload. Wisdom is something that comes through from your own energetic vessel. When you slow down, when you really tune into that subtle, quiet whisper that is always telling you what to do, 
what to say, where to be, what actions to take, what actions not to take, who to talk to, who to reach out to, who your ideal client is, what next idea you're going to go after. That all has to do with that inner wisdom, your intuition, right? And so when you create enough white space in your life, that's the space that you'll be able to tap into and really do the work. And I always say that one of the most powerful things about, powerful things about meditation is it's taking what's unconscious and it's bringing it forth into your conscious mind so that you can actually do something about it, so that you can actually see it and examine it and look at it from all different angles and be told from your intuition what to do next. So the, the, the next step is to really look at your calendar and take a line action. Where are you not creating enough space in your life right now? And what habits are you co-creating that is no longer serving you? Are you saying yes, 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 yes to like everything under the sun, but it's really like a no, 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 no. Like every time you say it, you're like shrinking and you're like, your guts are hurting and everything's like constricted and you're like, I hope they cancel. I know I committed, but I hope they cancel. I pray, please God, make them cancel, right? Like if, if that's the case, Say no more. That is the best thing that you can do to your, for yourself. No is a complete sentence, right? You can put a period at the end of that and be okay with it because you're honoring your energy. So look at what habits you're co-creating that are no longer serving you. Do an inventory of your habits every single day and then replace those habits with habits that are serving you, like practicing more meditation, like plugging into communities like this one right here that Allison has created and plugging into people that elevate you and keep you in this energy of you know, serving in your higher purpose. Exactly. Exactly. And if someone is wanting to get started today, how do you suggest well, with the habits and like what meditations do you suggest guided meditations are and for how long and, you know, like the logistics of them getting started? Yeah. Guided meditations are amazing. And it's something that I do with my community. I'm actually doing something called pause and play. And it's a five week guided meditation series where I guide people through their breath and their, their meditation. And there's been insane um, experiences that people are reporting back to me, which is amazing. So guided meditation, it's great. They're like training wheels. But what I encourage everyone to do is to practice having a self-sufficient meditation practice and to learn how to tap into their own inner wisdom. And the way that you begin that is by one minute at a time, 60 seconds. So this is the same way that I teach it to my clients. So I can take you through a 60 second meditation right now. Is that something you're open to? Sure. Yeah. Let's do okay, it. Cool. All right. So I'm going to invite you to sit with your feet shoulder width apart and just make sure that your head, neck, and trunk are straight, comfortable, and stable. And then I'm going to invite you to establish the finger lock just by taking your index, index finger and joining it with your thumb. Yep. And rest it on your thighs. And I'm going to invite you to bring your awareness to your body, starting from the toes. And we're going to start this one minute meditation. So begin to be aware, witnessing the body from the toes, going past the ankles going all the way up past the knees, past your thigh area, past your diaphragm area, past your heart area, your throat area, 
And as you're going all the way back down from the crown of the head, relax the muscles around your eyes and your jaws, relax the muscles around your shoulders, and allow your body to assume a full relaxation state. And now begin to inhale, beginning with that inhalation, expanding the belly, and then exhale. And as you're inhaling and exhaling, just listen to the sound of your breath, kind of like the ocean in between your ears. Inhale. And exhale. One last time. Inhale. And exhale. Now bring your full awareness to your heart space. And ask yourself, what is one thing that you feel grateful for? You actually can feel it in every vessel of your body. Acknowledge that one thing. Acknowledge your body. Acknowledge your breath. Now undo the finger lock. Take your hands in a prayer position above your heart. As I say this prayer, O inner dweller, lead us from the unreal to the real, from the darkness to the light. Lead us so that we may tap in, listen to our intuition, and serve our highest and greatest good. Namaste, I pray to the divinity in you. And whenever you're ready, just open your eyes. And I'm curious to hear, based off of that one minute, it was a little bit over because I was talking through it. Um, what was your experience? I felt a lot of release in my jaw area. I've been having the last few days, probably from the new schedule, I've been having some tension in my jaw and my neck and shoulders. I felt a lot of release. I felt a lot of tingling in my hands. And I usually know in meditating, things are starting to come into alignment when I start to feel a lot of energy and tingling, mm -hmm. sometimes in the top of my head or my feet and my hands. I felt mm -hmm. the energy start coming back in my hands. Wow. So you received a full physical relaxation response. And, and because the body is a manifestation of the mind, your mind was also in a relaxed space. So this is the power of a 60 second meditation. You have 24 hours in a day. So all you have to do is plug into these 60 seconds consistently every single day and you will notice a drastic difference. And this is literally this practice that my teacher has given to me, helping me start off with 60 seconds at a time is literally what changed the course of my life. And I will plug into it and be fiercely devoted to it every single day because I know that that's, that's where the magic is when I plug into that space, not, you know, plugging my phone in and making sure that I have to be on it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I wanted to share a story with you too. Recently, I started getting back into my meditation practice and yeah. I saw the first day I did some abundance focused meditations and I had 
$17 coming to my account. I still don't know from where, yeah. how this mm-hmm. came. And $800 in the same day. Again, I didn't even ask for it. I learned that I had $800 like as a gift card. Oh my goodness. Randomly, or not random. It's in, in sync. It, it, it came and then there was a few other ones. 500 and I started adding everything up and it was over my rent. It was over, it was like a few bills that I was going to pay. <laughs> yeah, and that's a thing day. too. Yeah, that's so powerful. And that's a thing too. When you get into a space of taking care of yourself, you're not thinking about what you get. Like, it's not like here, universe, like I did this, I did the work. Tell me, like, what do I get now? You don't even think about that. You become so detached from the outcome that you actually get to be present and live and enjoy your life. And that's how the money starts randomly coming in. And I know for me, so I received, um, when you shared that story, thank you. I received a $5,000 check from the IRS because there was a mistake back in my other business. Um, I was in environmental sales and I made lots of great money in that business at that time. And I was like 22 years old. And there was a lot that I was just learning that I didn't know when I recognized that the payroll company did something to mess up my finances. And I paid money to the IRS that was not supposed to be paid. And now like literally six years later or not six years, five years later, five years later, I (laughs) learned of this information and then I received a $5,000 thousand dollar check back from the IRS. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, from my other like, business. <laughs> you're like, yeah, of course. I started of, that's how what you say. You say yeah. of course. Of that's course. what I started saying when I was telling my daughter about it. We both looked at each other and we were like, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I love that your daughter is like 12 and she's tuned in. She's a lot of times even more than me, the, the way in her alignment, she's already there a lot oh. of times. And she, she helps bring me back into alignment. <laughs> mm, that's one of the things that I am really excited to have children um, for is, is just being a student to them as well. Cause I know that they're going to be such great teachers. They are. Yeah. And, and Sandy, to wrap up, how can people contact you? If they want to continue to explore working with you and hear about your events and everything. Amazing. The magic that you have going on. Yes. Thank you so much, Allison. I also want to presence this and presence you and acknowledge you for holding this space for such an incredible conversation um, and for inviting me to share a lot of amazing parts of my life, the good and the bad. Um, So I really appreciate that. So if you want to find me, I love hanging out on Instagram. Um, Every day I do a one minute wisdom video, which is literally like a one minute or sometimes a little bit over and it's just whatever flows through whatever channels through in that moment. So follow me on Instagram. It's at iSandyVo and my Facebook is also SandyVo as well. Um, and then you can find me on my podcast, which is Super Conscious Soul. And then if you want to connect with me, the best way to start in plugging into this meditation is the pause and play meditation series. So 
as soon as you um, as soon as you sign up, uh, you're going to be able to get the replay for the first two rounds and the replays for the ones continuing if you can't make it at that time. So we I don't know when this comes out, but we're doing it on Tuesdays. Um, and regardless, I'll have the replay link um, available when you sign up, and you can get access to all the meditations that we've done that people are just raving about. So that's how you can find me. And then the way that I work with people is through one-on-one private mentorships. I work with with high-level executives, entrepreneurs who are really looking to slow down and access their power. And then the second way is through masterminds and retreats and everything that I do in Ladies Aligned, um, my other company as well. So perfect. I love it. Thank yeah. you, Sandy. Thank you.